If you are just getting started with the NGSS and 3D teaching, I want to invite you to check out Bring Wonder Back, an on-demand video series designed to help you understand why moving through the textbook and teaching topics is actually crushing your students' curiosity and what you can do instead. It's going to help you shift the work of learning where it belongs by building your understanding of explorations and discovery-based teaching practices. And finally, I'm going to help you take the first steps toward transforming your students into scientists through 3D learning, which is really what the NGS is all about. You can access this video series at iExploreScience/wonder and get ready to bring wonder engagement and a love for learning back to your science class. All right, to the show. Welcome to the Teaching Science in 3D podcast. I'm Erin Sadler from Sadler Science. And I'm Nicole Van Tassel with iExplore Science. We're here to cut through the confusion to help science teachers like you make science relevant and engaging with student-driven instruction. We know that when students take ownership of their learning, teaching can be simple and fun. Thanks for being here and let's dive into the episode. Hey everyone, it's Erin Sadler, and I'm here for a solo episode. A little sad that Nicole's not here because I definitely prefer recording with her. Um, but we, as you know, live on opposite coasts. So sometimes it's not always possible for us to record every episode together. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about the cross-cutting concepts. And I know that we've talked about them before on the podcast, but... They kind of get lost in the shuffle. I know that we're always talking about how to bring the science and engineering practices into your classroom, and we're giving you ideas about how to do that. And sometimes we forget about those cross-cutting concepts. But I love the cross-cutting concepts. They are absolutely fantastic because they help your students understand science in a whole different way. They help your students understand the science and engineering practices on a much deeper level. Um, students understand the disciplinary core ideas at a much deeper level when you're using the cross-cutting concepts. But we often forget to teach them to our students. And I spent more time talking about why they're important. Um, Nicole and I had an episode where we spent a lot of time talking about the significance and importance in episode 29. So if you want to go back and listen to that, I will link it in the show notes. Um, so I'm not going to spend too much time talking about why they're important today, but I hope that you know that they are. Um, we also had an episode, which I believe is uh, episode, let's see, um, 64, which was quick wins with the cross-cutting concepts. And in that episode, we just talked about a couple of ways that you could start bringing them in and and really get some benefit to the cross-cutting concepts without a lot of effort on your part. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about teaching the cross-cutting concepts because I think some teachers don't know that you have to like actually teach the cross-cutting concepts, that we believe that because there's a connection to a cross-cutting concept in our lessons that we're including them. But if we're not making that, that connection clear and explicit for our students, then it doesn't have the full benefit. So I'm going to be talking about what that looks like today. The very first thing I'd suggest you do 
is just make sure that you are making a connection to the cross-cutting concepts for yourself. And the way that I would suggest doing this is downloading my 3D lesson planner. Um, it's just a lesson plan template. If you go to sadlerscience.com slash 3D planner, it's just a really simple one-page document that gives you a space to include your basic agenda, your phenomena for the day, a space for your DCI, SEPs, and those cross-cutting concepts. And I suggest for just a week, longer if you can, just fill in as many of those spaces as you can as you're teaching your lessons. You really don't have to change anything, just write it down. What will happen is that you'll start to recognize patterns in your own lesson planning. And I think I've mentioned before when I started doing this myself that I was completely leaving out the cross-cutting concepts. Like it just was a total afterthought. And that's what I think most teachers are doing is cross-cutting concepts are just an afterthought. So I will put the link in the show notes, but again, that's sadlerscience.com slash 3D planner and just do it. And I have zero judgment. Like I totally did it myself where I was just not including those cross-cutting concepts. So I think once you've gotten to that step, the next thing that you should do is think about how you can include a cross-cutting concept more often, like make a goal for yourself. Hey, I'm going to include one cross-cutting concept next week and see how you can make a connection. From there, it's really important that you start thinking about what the cross-cutting concepts look like in your grade level band. So what I would do is download a copy of the NSTA matrix for the cross-cutting concepts. And this is a really great document because I don't know if you've downloaded the other ones. We talk about them all the time, but the one for the science and engineering practices is like eight pages long. And this one is just one page front and back. So it's really simple and easy to use. And again, I think that the cross-cutting concepts are a great jumping off point. If you're having trouble with the, with NGSS, it's just a really easy place to start. When I started doing this in my own class, I realized that a lot of the connections that I was making was were in the K2 grade band, and I teach middle school. So for example, it says that simple tests can be designed to gather evidence to support or refute student ideas about causes. That's a simple cause and effect relationship. But I was like, wow, this is, you know, when I imagine cause and effect relationships and I wasn't looking at this guide, that seemed appropriate for middle school to me. However, in middle school, students should really be looking at more complex cause and effect relationships. So they're going to be looking at things like causation versus correlation. They will also look at phenomena that has more than one cause and talk about these more complex cause and effect relationships. And I never would have pushed my students to that level had I not looked at the NSTA matrix. It also is totally okay for you to jump back a grade band to support your students. So in the upper elementary grade band, it says that cause and effect relationships are routinely identified, tested, and used to explain change, that they may occur together with regularity, or they might not be a cause and effect relationship. So just kind of introducing that idea of causation versus correlation without all that vocabulary involved. So it's totally fine for you to scaffold the cross-cutting concepts by jumping back a grade level band as long as you know that that's what you're doing. Because ultimately, we want 
our students to get to their grade level band and feel confident in their grade level band before they move on to the next grade level band. So the question becomes, how do you do that? How do you get your students to make connections to the cross-cutting concepts in their grade level band? And they're not going to do this on their own. They're not going to like automatically start thinking about correlation versus causation. The only way that they're going to do that is when you provide them with explicit instruction. So what I like to do is I like to look at that NSTA matrix and think about what my students need and provide them with some sort of direct instruction about what that cross-cutting concept looks like. But also, it's important that you're teaching these in context. So you want to avoid teaching all of the cross-cutting concepts at once. Because as we've said so many times before, context matters. And also, you're totally going to lose your students if you teach all of those at once. They're going to be bored out of their mind. They're not going to understand how it connects to anything. And it just won't be beneficial to you at all. Again, this is a great place for that 3D lesson planner to come in. So just kind of like do your planning for next week and see which cross-cutting concept you think you can make a connection to. And then you're going to provide explicit instruction on that cross-cutting concept. So look at the NSTA matrix and decide, are you going to teach them what they need to know from their grade level band or are you going to bump back one grade level band? I'm going to talk a little bit about systems and system models because that just happens to be like one of my favorite ones right now. In the third through fifth grade band, students recognize a system that a system is a group of related parts um, that makes up a whole and can carry out functions that its individual parts cannot and that a system can be described in terms of its components and their interactions. So when I introduce my students to systems and system models, we may look at something and talk about how the parts interact. Once we're done with that, I provide them with a reference sheet that talks about the cross-cutting concept of systems and system mo models. And with my seventh grade students, since I'm going to have them again in eighth grade, I kind of keep it at this level most of the time. Um, and I just introduced that vocabulary of components and system and interactions. And that's enough. Like, I don't want to overwhelm them with all of the vocabulary that comes with a middle school grade band. But I know that I'm going to get my students back in eighth grade. In the middle school grade band, it says that systems may interact with other systems. They may have subsystems or be part of larger complex systems. They can be used to represent, or sorry, models can be used to represent systems and their interactions such as inputs, processes and outputs, um, energy and matter, and information flows within a system. So that's not too complex for my students, but I feel like when I'm introducing the the practice of modeling, this feels like too much most of the time. So I save that for later in the school year and I bring in those pieces. With my eighth grade students, I start here. I give them my eighth, my middle school reference sheet and then I have them make those connections. I have them identify inputs and outputs of whatever it is that we're looking at. Um, we talk about energy and matter. But again, this is tricky if you haven't introduced the concept of energy and matter because you're like you're layering on too many things. So that's why it's really appropriate for you to start in that upper elementary grade band, even if you're teaching middle school.
That's really confusing, especially if you don't have the cross-cutting concept matrix matrix in front of you. So I'm going to try to explain it in a different way. In the middle school grade band, students are expected to understand how cross-cutting concepts work together and how they work with the science and engineering practices. So in the middle school grade band, Mm -hmm. students are looking at within the practice of systems and system models, they're looking at the science and engineering practice of modeling. And they're also looking at the cross-cutting concept of energy and matter through the lens of systems and system models. And that's pretty complex. And students would have to understand all of the that vocabulary in order to make connections at this level. So more often than not, that will be too difficult of a place for your students to jump in. If your students have a great elementary program or you work with a teacher in an earlier grade level and you know that they are teaching the cross-cutting concepts explicitly, you might be able to start the year with your students in their grade level band. The ultimate goal though, is to just make sure that they get there by the time that they leave your grade band. So let me give you an example um, that would be relevant to students. If I were going to introduce them to the system that is my phone, I would tell them to identify the parts of my phone and just kind of leave it at that to start. And they would say things like buttons and the screen and um, you know, like they would get very specific about the buttons, like say the volume button and um, the home button. And um, they would talk about the case and stuff like that. Once students had had this experience of identifying the parts of this system, I would introduce them to the cross-cutting concept of systems and system models. So I still believe that it's important for the students to have that context before you're introducing vocabulary, just like Nicole talks about all the time. So like I said before, you can just look at the NSTA matrix and basically like provide some sort of lecture, or you could use something like my reference sheet, which just basically explains that these parts are called components and that anything that we study in science is called a system. Um, It also talks about how we break the universe into systems, because if we try to learn about everything about the whole universe all at once, it would be overwhelming. So scientists focused on one system at a time. It also talks about how systems can be big or small. Um, They can be complex. They can be simple. It's basically just anything that we're choosing to study. So then students will have an idea of what this cross-cutting concept is. And the next time that there's a, a that we can make a connection to that cross-cutting concept, students will either have their notes or their reference sheet. If you're interested in that reference sheet, I will also put that in the show notes. There's a set for upper elementary. Um, there's a set for middle school that includes the upper elementary ones. And then there's a set for high school that includes the middle school ones so that you can scaffold appropriately for your students. At that point, you will have taught your students about the cross-cutting concept, but you're not done yet. You really need to show students that these cross-cutting concepts show up over and over and over again in science. So you need to find some way to show them that that there's this connection. So there's a couple of ways that I've seen this done. One, I use graphic organizers and I use the same graphic organizer over and over again throughout the school year. Um, We've also talked about having like a cross-cutting concept board and putting something up on the board every time that you make 
connection to a cross-cutting concept. Um, I've seen people use post-its or something really simple like that. Um, but you just want to want them to start recognizing those cross-cutting concepts. From there, ultimately, hopefully they're um, starting to make those connections on their own and you can start helping them choose or sorry, allowing them to choose which cross-cutting concept they want to make a connection to. All of these things that I'm talking about right now, you can find in episode 29. So don't feel like you need to be overwhelmed by all of the things that I'm talking about. Um, Maybe go back and listen to those other episodes about the cross-cutting concepts, though, if you want some more ideas. I think I'm going to stop there. But if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. You can always reach me um, at Sadler Science on Instagram or at Teaching Science underscore in 3D or on our Facebook page, you can always reach out to Nicole as well. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, I will have another follow-up episode about the cross-cutting concepts, so make sure that you tune in. Making sure that your lessons are three-dimensional isn't always easy. While you don't need to include all three dimensions every single day, you do want to make sure that each dimension is regularly addressed. I developed a really simple 3D planner to help keep me focused. It helps me track which pieces I'm using in my daily lesson plans. It only takes me five minutes to fill out, and it helps me notice patterns in my own lesson planning. For example, when I first started using it, I noticed I wasn't including the cross-cutting concepts as often as I thought I was. Just by recognizing this, I was able to focus on this one piece and improve my lessons. Right now, you can grab the same template that I use for my own planning for free. Go to sadlerscience.com slash 3dplanner to grab yours. That's sadlerscience.com slash 3dplanner.